Power's a lot like real estate. It's all about location, location, location. The closer you are to the source, the higher your property value. Centuries from now, when people watch this footage, who will they see smiling just at the edge of the frame? So help me. Hello, and welcome to Ramjack and the Phantom Curling League of Doom. Hey guys, I'm Alex, and joining me today in Ramjack Studio A is Brad. Which is no surprise to any of our faithful listeners. Nope. Brad's always here. I'm always here. It shouldn't be a surprise. No. What's wrong with you? Did you did you did you get amnesia? Is this the first thing you just found an iPod and this was the only thing on it? Hmm. Well, that's a big responsibility to put on our shoulders, Brad. Well, don't worry. We're gonna set you. We're gonna set you straight. All right. We're gonna yeah. get. We're gonna get shit under control. This is all you need to know. Yeah. Don't panic. First. You're first in a thing. Safe place. Download all the back catalog. <laughs> that's what you're gonna need. You need to fill your new life with good info. Yeah. If you're confused, just listen to that back catalog. Yeah. It's gonna. It's going to set things right. And yeah. Probably bring back some 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 yuck yucks from mm-hmm. your past. Yeah. And probably bring back all your memories. In fact, don't worry about anything else. Don't. Well, maybe food and shelter. Make sure you, you do have food, because it's going to take you a few days to get through all mm-hmm. of that catalog. Mm-hmm. Literally, it will take you a few days, right. I, I think, yeah. Um, but after, after that, after that yeah, go to a hospital be, and yeah, then, yeah, like, yeah. get straightened out. But then yeah. you'll, be up, you'll be set. You'll right. be able to, you know, drop jokes randomly, you know, really be culturally aware of what's going on. Yes. And the doctors will be impressed. Definitely. And they'll say you're on your way to recovery. Absolutely. Trust us. I like it. Good plan. Yes. We have a wonderful show for everyone today, as Absolutely. always. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about Mr. Belvedere and Saved by the Bell, the college years. Crazy eps. <clears throat> Crazy eps indeed, especially Mr. Belvedere, but we'll get to that later. Brad, have you ever heard of a Fox television show called The Five? Yes, I have. It sounds horrible. I, mm-hmm. I was reading an article from Slate that talked about a conversation they had, basically about campus rape. And as we all know, that's... That's a horrible thing that is plaguing um, not only the military, because people get raped in the military all the freaking time. There's a wonderful documentary about that. Well, I say wonderful in the fact that it's very informative but terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happens on college campuses, too. I mean, yeah, it's horrible. We need to put a stop to it. Yeah. So they were trying to, like, well, let's just think about, let's brainstorm of ideas to, to what's going what's gonna to help with the rape on campuses. Mm-hmm. Brad, a legit... <laughs> argument that they threw out because mm-hmm. they agreed like all right all right maybe rape is common on campus college campuses but you know what would stop it every girl should carry a handgun Ugh. first off yes a lot of women do get raped at colleges but a lot of dudes also get raped but every woman should have a handgun at a college here's your what? trapper keeper here's your books and here's your uh your smith and weston or is that the name of the gun or smith and weston yeah my bad Weston. It's, it's 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 the more proper. Right? Smith it's and more West East Coast. Yeah, <laughs> Smith and West Bend. Yeah, it pops caps and popcorn. It's yes. See that's see that's a college. That's what you need. You, that's what you need. You, you see, you gotta have devices that do multiple things. Yeah. This one murders people and makes treats. And if you ever stand next to the Poppery 2, which, ladies and gentlemen, we will bust out the Poppery 2 again really soon. Defo. It's now in Studio A. We have a whole thing of popcorn in there. Just yes. At the ready. Defo. Um, but yeah, you need multifunctional device. You need, but if you stand next to the Poppery 2, you know that you, your life's in danger. Speaking of multiple uh, devices and treats, um, right now I got some uh, coffee almonds, uh, caramel macchiato. They're caffeinated almonds. Interesting. Guys, this company, um, Blue Diamond Almonds, have feel free has taken all of the most wonderful things in the world and put them together and I just want to endorse them 
and support them in their product. Blue Diamond does make does, does some awesome things with almonds. Mm. Smell really good. I smell that mocha. How's that caramel mock almond? That's fucking awesome. Isn't it though? What are the carbohydrate counts on this? Wow. Yeah. And it's caffeinated. Good. That's a good, healthy treat. Almonds are some of the best nuts you could actually eat. Definitely. Okay, I got sidetracked there for All right, so let's snack. go back to the fucking five. So they're thinking women should carry guns around no, on college campuses. It's so fucking stupid. I mean, there's no, there's nothing else that really happened in the course of the episode they talked about. One of the women, one of the women was like, that was part of the five, said, now wait a minute, maybe not all women need guns. And there was a pause on the show, apparently, where they all looked at her like she was crazy, and then she backpedaled immediately. How about nobody needs guns? Why would you give, why would you arm a college campus? Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I... Rape is a horrible thing. Yes. You know what else is a terrible thing? People getting shot. Let's not have more bad things. I mean, the the worst case scenarios in your head just come up um, in multitude. Because if you give students guns, they could misfire in someone's purse. Mm-hmm. They could, um, someone could see someone in the dark and be like, um, stranger danger, cap cap. Yeah. Oh, fuck, not Janitor Bob. Well, also, there was that study that, like, people that that have guns on them are more likely to think other people have guns. Yeah. So that's escalating everything immediately. Also, um, what do people do at college? They drink. They drink a lot, and they have lots of drums. And I don't think putting a gun in the mix is ever a great idea. It's not. There's even more statistics to back that up. Also, like, mo- like a large percentage of rapes, like happen through like it's like date rape and uh, you're not i mean you're not prepped to shoot someone it's not like some random person running up grabbing you and throwing you in the bushes and raping you it's a lot of people that's i mean that's super rare i mean it happens obviously because people are crazy and people are gross but like you said it's gonna be someone close to you yeah which when you that documentary um i think it's called like the secret war or something that's it's on netflix if you want to watch it about like uh, the horrible problem with rape in the military, all of them are from people that people know. Like, none no. of them are just, like, forceful, like, it's kind of weird. So then you get all kinds of scenarios. Like, are people going to start just pulling guns on you? Like, like how does that work in college at that point? Yeah. Because it could be anybody. It could be, like, oh, you got a new friend? Oh, they're coming up to study. All right, I got the gun on the table. Just, I don't understand. Oh, it's weird, stop. dude. Stop. Stop it with the guns already. Here's some facts. The Center for Disease Control estimates that as many as one in four women in college have reported being the target of an attempted or completed rape while at school. One in four. A lot of rapes don't go documented or even, like, I guess, brought up. So one in four could be two in four. Who knows? Violence Policy Center Research has this to say. Um, They did a study in 1998, which is dated at this point, but, I mean, apparently they don't do a lot of studies on this. Um, And I'm going to need your help to understand this one, Brad. Um, For every time a woman used a handgun to kill an intimate acquaintance in self-defense, 83 women were murdered by an intimate acquaintance with a handgun. What does that mean? Wait, say that again? It's hard to understand. Um, for every time a woman used a handgun mm-hmm. to kill an intimate acquaintance in self-defense, All right. 83 women were murdered by an inmate, no, intimate acquaintance with a handgun. I don't even understand how that's relevant for this, but it's yeah, interesting that they bring it up in this that's m- context. It's like, okay, how many, were there 100 women? Were there 83 women? Were like, 100% of the women killed who used a handgun? That's just a statistical soup of useless information. Fox News, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you give us something like one in four women are targeted, uh... You know, uh, one in three rape. women um, that own guns and uh, have blue shoes uh, at night, you know, if uh, there's significant others in 3.5%, uh, would just stop. Yeah. Just stop. How about this? 
Guns, the train leaves from New York at 30 miles per hour, and a woman's getting raped in Chicago. What are the odds? Gun, guns are murder weapons. Yeah. So let's not let's get rid of as many of those as possible, and let's stop rapes. Let's just stop raping. Let's let's stop why having would, like this weird rape why culture. Why violent? Yeah. Where like like discriminating against women and like abusing them and raping them is like even somewhat allowable. It's weird, man. We gotta fix it. We just gotta get put the guns down. Let's just get rid of the guns and let's just chill out for a minute and talk. How about we get rid of these dudes? Let's get rid of this weird dude mentality. Let's, uh... Speaking of dude mentality, though, Brad. Mm-hmm. All right. I hate to start off on a dark note, but we, it parlays into something that's kind of interesting. Okay. So Fox News is talking about arming women on campuses. Mm-hmm. Okay. I watched a video. Um, I found this on a feminist blog um, who took great offense to this, or at least were very alarmed by it. So these guys pulled a prank, I'm putting that in quotation marks in the air for those at home listening, um, where they went on college campus, um, they went up to women randomly, strangers to them, and was like, hey, what's up? Hey, put your number in my phone really quick. Just to see what would happen. Just to pull a classic prank, okay? Doesn't sound like a prank. Every woman was cool with it. Every girl gave them their phone number, and not like a fake phone number because they would try it like and they would answer their phone number but every girl was almost immediately smitten and these guys were they wouldn't be the first Christian soldiers you send out to win people to Jesus if, if you were in a church um, mm. but Alex made a strange statement immediately <laughs> it affected me to my core as if the stories weren't disturbing enough he has to throw out a weird Christian soldier's comment. Of course I will not let him see how much this repulses and terrifies me because true power comes from not letting the enemy know the power they have over you. We will talk about House of Cards in a minute. But I did that because um, because of the whole, um, what was it, Christians for Jesus, a coffee for Jesus people? Mm-hmm. That, like, I, was yeah. trying, I was trying to reference an old thing right, we did right, in the right, show right, right. for long-time listeners, okay. maybe. Okay, all right. They weren't the most attractive guys, so I said that by saying... Mm-hmm. You know they're gonna need a makeover, guys. If you uh, again, if you have amnesia, you want to go back and listen to those episodes, (laughs) get all that information, watch that video. My apologies to amnesia-stricken listeners at this episode, but we're we're trying to jog your memories. I'm so sorry. We're just trying to jog those memories. In this video, it was almost it became disturbing at the amount of people they would roll up to and be like. Hey, give me your phone number really quick. Hey, just put... They handed them the phone and like, give me your phone number. And they'd be like, why? I think you're cute. What? And they were like, every time. It was just like... And one of my favorite points was there were these two girls. And one guy went up to him and was like, hey. Just handed the phone to her and just like looked off. Like nonchalant. And she was like, what? And her friend was like, who? What's going... Do you know this guy? Like, I don't know him. He's like, put your number in my phone. Okay. And then another guy comes up to her friend and just like, hey. Hands her the phone. And they're like, what? <laughs> and then you look at each other like, oh my god. Oh. Like... It what? <laughs> Don't give strangers your phone number, because especially strangers with trench coats on and sunglasses, like hiding their face. <laughs> Wait, why, why are they dressed up like old timey spies? <laughs> this one guy had on a hoodie with sunglasses, and have you ever seen those giant uh, dog shirts or like animal shirts where they'll put like a huge face of an animal on the front of it, oh. and you use your sleeves as like the ears to the animal? Uh-huh. This guy had one of those on, so it's like this Doberman looking out from between his hoodie. <laughs> And all these girls gave him their phone number. What all you of them. What you don't realize is oftentimes just seeing the animal, knowing the presence of power is enough. Projecting power is power. And true power is knowing the power you have over others and to get them to do what you want. Another one of my favorites is this one girl. There were two girls. The guy who was like, hey, here, quick, phone number, my phone really quick. What? 
You're cute. Oh my god. Okay. All right. What's your name? He starts chatting. I'm like, it's not important. But <laughs> so, it's not. <laughs> so, What's your name? It's not important. So she puts her number in the phone and hands it back to him, like immediately spitting. And then he just like thanks, hands it to her friend immediately, and she's like, what? And her friend is a little bit like flattered. She's like, I'm seeing someone right now. And he's like, it doesn't matter. She's a phone number. You're cute. Put your name on my phone. She does. I'm in a relationship. Don't matter. Well, so when do we take some phones out and <laughs> hit the street? I'm just saying this is interesting. Um, it's creepy is what it is. Maybe, maybe we should tell women, don't carry guns around campus. Don't give strangers your fucking phone numbers. Yeah, how about that? Another one of my favorites is one, the, one of the only girls who started questioning about it, who did eventually was just like, fuck it, I'll give you my phone number. Why not? Um, when he said, hand her the phone, she's like, what? He's like, put your number in my phone. No, I don't know you. He's like, shh, put your number in my phone. Like he, he shushes her, like he just goes, And then she immediately goes from combative and like confused to like, oh my God, she tucks her hair behind her ear and is like, all right, like, here's my phone number, uh, ooh, I have a date. There's one girl's talking to her mother on the phone and he rolls up while she's on the phone, just hands her her phone. She's like, excuse me, what is it? He's like, put your number in my phone. You're cute, I like, I'm gonna take you out. She's like, all right, hey mom, wait a second. What is going on? Why? This is terrifying. This is terrifying. This is terrifying. Listen, don't eat things off the floor. Don't give randos your phone number. I would be scared to give someone my phone in 2013. Yeah. Phones cost a lot of money. Like, now everything's a smartphone. You're dropping $200, $300, maybe more on a phone these days. What Alex didn't realize was that by giving up the power of giving someone your phone, they have a semblance of power. They feel like they have the control. But in reality, you're just gaining more power, more capital that you can use later. And you will. You will. Now see, what you don't realize, Brad, is that I actually brought that point up to the people, because I watched this with a group of people, because we had to. I was like, guys, you have to see this. This is insane. And they were like, why would you ever, like, do that? And I and I took it to the women who were watching with me. I was like, be honest. If a dude rolled up to you with this kind of confidence, just like, put your number on my phone. I think you're cute. What would you do? And they're like, no, I would never give their phone number. But I guarantee you if someone came over to the phone with them, it would happen. Because we have all this evidence that says that they would. Mm. I don't, it's weird. Yikes. But if you're looking to hook up on a college campus, don't do what Kevin does and get your little black book out. Take it to them. Here's my phone. Bonkers. Give me your phone number. It's weird, dog. That's scary. That's kind of scary. Stranger danger. Don't give strangers your phone numbers. Stranger danger. Um, I'm going to tie things in with stranger danger and animal facts. We all know that Ramjack has been a pod-centric podcast since the beginning. Definitely. That's, no, that's not a strange... Everyone knows it. People post stuff about dolphins all the time, and I love it. We appreciate that. A lot of people already kind of peeped this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because it's fascinating. Dolphins have names for each other. Mm-hmm. Legit names for each other. Mm-hmm. Now, the only other animals that we know who have names for each other are, of course, the humans. Mm-hmm. Dolphins are imitating us. Sure. Now, what an interesting fact about this, dolphins can call another dolphin with a unique, like, I guess, their own sound. Um from 12 miles away, that's automatically scary. They can see into our bodies with their x-ray echolocation. They can pinpoint organs or whatever, or diagnose cancer or any other treatment. They can also talk to a dolphin 12 miles away without the internet. Yeah. Without Skype. They got no need for it. Without podcasts. No. They just do it. You tell me who's more sophisticated. That's oh, that's mm. sobering news. I don't think mm. the ants can do that. No. They have, to, they have like these little antenna and like pheromones. 
Dolphins got echolocation 12 miles away. That is kind of awesome. They're plotting our demise from a distance. Here's something else that's awesome. Oh, don't worry. That's just one dolphin over there. He's not doing anything. P.S. He's plotting with the other dolphins. <laughs> He's talking to dolphins 12 miles away. Yeah. Humans 12 miles this way. We're screwed. Hey, these humans destructed over here. It, it's over. Bring done. the gang over. It's done. We're done. I got these. I, I gave these humans a present. Some eel. Get over here. They're distracted. Dolphins just need to work on the timeliness of like getting that back and forth. Mm-hmm. But the most interesting thing about this name thing is that dolphins choose their own names. From what we can surmise so far, uh, or what we can gather, uh, it's not something that dolphins give other dolphins. A dolphin, when it comes of age, will choose its own name. Which I think is interesting, because humans are given names. Like, right. unless, like, you take back your heritage, like A.C. Slater, right. or A.C. Sanchez, my apologies. You know another animal that was allowed to choose its name um, when it came of age? Hmm. If you'll remember to the film Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, hmm. right before the rebellion, oh, when they bring no. in little Caesar, flips through, pick your name, goes through Caesar. Anything that chooses its own name, you gotta watch out for. Yes. Because Brad's talking about Planet of the Apes. We watched Dune recently, and we talked about that on another podcast. We've talked about that. Who chose their own name? Hmm. No, no one other than Paul Moadib, the Quinsad Satirak, whatever other name. The Al-Gabin, the Usul. He had too many names, so he chose his own <laughs> name and then took over a planet and thus a galaxy. Mm-hmm. What did Little Caesar do? Chose his name. Yeah. Went on to conquer the planet of the, from the humans. Yeah. Also Caesar's home from the new one. Fuck. These Man, dolphins are choosing their own names. They got all the power. They're humans pl- gonna do? Welcome to the planet of the dolphins. <laughs> Welcome to Dolphin Planet. Welcome to the rise of the planet of the dolphins. It makes me wonder if, because we all know the polar ice caps are melting. Who was really behind that? Hmm. Us or the dolphins? Who wants more water? Hmm. Hmm. Who wants more real estate yeah. to like kind of patrol? Oceans are getting crowded. Well, actually, the oceans are like the fish are dying left and right. But listen, this isn't. I know, this I, isn't that, that's that, that's the science behind yeah, it. But yeah. I mean, this isn't Lex Luthor, you know, plotting to make kryptonite <laughs> islands. This is dolphins flooding the earth for their own real estate. Dolphins want New York. The dolphins are the new Lex Luthor. They're gonna take New York from us. They're gonna take all our coastal cities. Alex, are you still in support of the dolphins? Whose side are you on? Looks like somebody's forgot what side October Road <laughs> they came from. <laughs> I would just hope that the dolphins let me choose my own name. <laughs> um, because you know when they take over New York, Brad, who's going to be heralded in as champions? No other than no one other than Ramjack, the original Podcentric Podcast. Dude, we're going to be on that fucking school bus just trying to survive. Dude, I mean, in Planet of the Apes, that one guy was like they were cool with humans, like. That one guy's like, Caesar, don't do this. Yeah, now, in the original the version, one. they killed everyone, doesn't matter. Exactly. But, but, in, in, but in the hopes, maybe the dolphins, maybe they'll be like, these humans are okay. Amuse us with our podcast. Tell us human facts. Tell us human facts from the humans. Yeah, but you'll remember that later on, those humans became mute slaves that were beaten down. But, hey, that was evolution. That was evolution. No one could control that. Except the apes that controlled that. Well, the dolphins will be different. They can't walk on land yet. Yet... <laughs> what are they they gonna, don't have to if they flood the earth. What are they going to do with all the flooded sun? Are humans going to get grow gills? No. We're <laughs> fucked. We're fucked, Alex. All right. Well, I, regardless, dolphins are pretty awesome in the fact that they choose their own names. So that's pretty neat. And they can also communicate 12 miles away. We're fucked. We're, you're right, right? Yeah, we're fucked. We're over. pretty much over. It's over. 
Guys, enjoy it while you can. Get down to Florida while you can. Yeah. And when you see one dolphin in a 12-mile radius, there's at least another There's at least another one. Don't tell any secrets in front of any dolphins. Because they, they will all dolphin know. Network. They will all They're know. part of their own internet. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Keep one dolphin. Your, keep your strategic military secrets <laughs> away from the fucking dolphins. Another reason we should be friends with them. If we're going to help... <laughs> Brad's eyes got so big. <laughs> I mean, if again, we've talked about them becoming doctors. I think that's sound advice. That's a sound good idea. But if we could get dolphins on our side, they're not on our side. <laughs> we right. are the enemy. All right. Okay. If we could, if we could, if we could just get the Nazis on our side, I'm, I'm sure the okay. Now let's fun. not just jump there. That's a slippery slope. Uh, dolphins, dolphins are not the same as Nazis. You're right. Nazis were at least blunt- humans. <laughs> <laughs> dolphins don't give a fuck about humans. Oh man. They're worse. I thought it was also interesting in the study, and I'm glad I didn't talk about this now, but they named these dolphins, and they made a point to talk about their human names. <laughs> because then they talked about how the dolphins give their own names. This dolphin is named the Muad'Dib. <laughs> I can't remember what their names were. They were just, like, silly names. Like, the dolphin's name, so-and-so, 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 whether it was, like, Blake or something. I don't know why that's a default name I go to on Ramjack, but... But the dolphins have their own names. So they're going to resent us, obviously, for giving them human names. Yeah. Is that your human name or your dolphin name? Oh, man. It's... it's Animals? <laughs> My name is a killing word. <laughs> man, animals, dude. Oh. What's going to happen? You know we have to talk about? What's up? we got to take a second and talk about House of Cards. Dude, we've been wanting to talk about House of Cards for weeks. Yeah. Um, And for good reason. It's a fucking amazing show. Yeah, it is. It's like the first good show. Marathon that on Netflix, guys. Hey. We, we like, we dipped in. Um, It had been a long and stressful day. Mm-hmm. And we dipped in. It's like, hey, let's check out this first episode of this show. Fell into a K-Hall. We watched, like, four episodes in, like... Back to back. Just couldn't stop. We can do one more. Yeah, we should do one more. One more. <laughs> one more. It's getting kind of late, but uh, what the hell? One more. You know what? It's late, but let's just do one. Just do one more. We all know out. how that goes. Oh. I would have I would have gone off for another. I actually ended up finishing the series that weekend. Yeah. There's not that many episodes, um, but there's enough to where you're like, fuck yes, there's all these episodes because it's wonderful television. Mm-hmm. I heard some people criticize it, but fuck them. I, I <laughs> seriously, because this is amazing. Like wonderful yeah. storytelling. Uh, wonderfully written the acting is amazing space dog space dog coming at you on point 100 percent. now i don't because the only way the only reason people criticize it is the same reason people criticize saved by the bell hang with me for just a second all right because kevin spacey is kind of like a godlike character in the fact that he will spike the audience he'll be like what's up guys i'm talking to you and i know you're here so he acts as a on-screen narrative narrator but to another degree, because he's like yeah. just like, what's up? It's it's more it's a Zach Morris sitch. Yeah, well, I would and say, some I would say can't I, handle that outside of a say by the bell. People are fucking morons. I agree. I like because it it's so because it's all these awesome asides. It's 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 Richard the Third. Yes, I was immediately thought about like that um in search of Richard that uh, awesome film where it's like oh, kind of man. a documentary about like Pacino and Kevin Spacey like trying to make a film version of Richard the Third but not really and it's oh it's awesome. That one part where in, in that where he's like, I will have her when he's talking about that girl. The way that shot is still creepy in my mind yes. to this day because it's pretty creepy. Al Pacino's just kind of like creeping out. Oh, it's so I good. Love her. Like, all right, that, chill out, dude. Yeah, do don't not sleep give on that. him your phone number. <laughs> don't do it. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. 
It's so well done. I love this. This is the best show. It's officially the best show. There I are no other shows. It's hard to talk about it without giving spoilers because I don't want to spoil this for anyone. Yeah, and again, like, I've only seen great. the first four. A lot of people that I've talked to since I've talked to them, and trust me, it gets much better. The things that they do to flush out some of the characters are great. Mm-hmm. And the ride, I mean, the arc of them is amazing. But some people are turned off by the first episode because they don't like the asides. And they, I want to say in the pilot, maybe they do do it more often than they do in the actual show as the show progresses. But I was never bothered by it. No. Because, again, it kind of harkens back to an old kind of, like, almost like stage play thing because he's doing a monologue. We've had But asides. it takes it to a new kind of, like, meta level. It's amazing. Asides have been a part of our drama since the beginning. Like, it's only recently we kind of got rid of that. And, and again, we talked about, what is it, recently on another podcast, the whole Dune thing, how someone talked about how, did they do the weird narration thing? You mean what they do in books? Because yeah. books have had that forever. Yeah. All of Twilight is a narration of that, and that's shitty literature. Right? Yeah. It's 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 fictional. It's you're you're not watching humans in like their life. It's not it's not reality TV. Sorry. I love, and I love that they do this on television because television. I mean, we all love television. I'm not I'm not begrudging that media at all because it's fun. I mean, we all love it. Right. We love House of Cards. But television kind of follows a, a formula that's much more restricted. You yeah. can't do as much with it from a storytelling standpoint as you can from writing a novel mm-hmm. or from a stage play. Mm-hmm. Mainly because there are certain things that people just don't like. People don't like that weird narrative well, stuff. And there's there's so many concerns of financial. Yes, exactly. And, like, and also... All, all of Hollywood is built on, like, a thousand awful writing cliches to begin with. Like, fucking screenwriting is murder. It's the worst thing. Like, everything that goes into that, all the terrible things about writing, oh, it's just... It's, it's pretty it's, rough. It, it, it is a house of cards, as it were. Mm. But I think this whole Netflix... Well said, these Netflix original series, like... It's an opportunity to actually make quality entertainment. Oh, yeah. And I love that it kind of goes into that more kind of abstract version of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And even though they do pull some cliches out-ish, they play with them and make them new and fresh. Like, you love it. I could not keep... I couldn't stop, like, next episode, next episode. Well, also, you you have a better opportunity to create something that's actually auteured. Exactly. And something that is fully fleshed out. Because when you watch something on Netflix, because, you know, we all watch TV shows on Netflix now. You watch episode after episode after episode. And, like, the, like, weird episodic, you know, shows from, like, that we had, like, up until the late 90s. Like, that just, it doesn't really fly as well. Like, we want long, you know, we want something that's really serialized now. Because we're going to sit and watch, like, 12 of them at a time. And, you know, it's like, if you go back and watch some of that stuff, like, there's only so many episodes of Quantum Leap, as amazing as it is, that you're going to want to watch at a time. Oh, yeah. Even though I've been marathoning um, Star Trek Next Generation for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's still a fun time. It's a nostalgic awesomeness, like... But to we hear can... out of nowhere a synth go, and yeah. it's like, what are you doing, Star Trek? But like, when okay. you have something you know that's really serialized, that we don't have to backtrack in every episode, explain everything that's happened in the last episode. Exactly, you have a lot of freedom, and I do love that about it. That it always seems propelled forward, mm-hmm. and while each episode kind of can be encapsulated, it's not. And that's something else about this that is ultimately fascinating and wonderful is that this the scene of television is changing mm-hmm. we can do more artistic things yeah because i'm watching netflix i pay for netflix there are no commercials during netflix mm-hmm. 
Um, this is someone who just wanted to tell a story. Let's make something that's awesome. I, I'm allowed to have so many episodes for this with no threat of cancellation. Yeah. Let me just do it. Let me play. I love that. That's got to be awesome for screenwriters. That's got to be like a safe, yeah. amazing playground. And you don't have to worry about uh, the commercial aspect of it. Or, oh, are we going to get signed for another season? It's like, if if you have, I mean, and of course, to, like, to get to have the ability to make one of these Netflix shows, of course, you got to have all the top people oh, see, to make it happen. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a select few that are going to get to do it. And you can't just, I, I'm both excited because I love the fact that the whole thing is changing. Mm-hmm. And I, this is also a criticism I've heard a lot about because a lot of people are concerned. And for some, for bizarre reasons, they're like, well, you know, it speaks a lot to the, episode, the, the television show that I just keep wanting to hit next and next. But would I really, if it was like a week-to-week show? And I thought, how is that even a valid criticism? It's like, absolutely not. It, it exists outside of that commercial model. Like, yeah. I don't have to have a cliffhanger at the end of an episode to want to watch the next one yeah. like it's on a network television. Yeah. Like, well, it speaks, week to, it speaks for another show, like uh, ER or whatever, f- fair enough, that it's episodic and I can watch it from week to week and still want to come back. But yet, um, I don't know if I would do that if Classic Cards was just on normal television. Well, it's Who not would- on actual television, <laughs> you fucking moron. It's like, what? Like- You're a fucking idiot. That is it yes, so it, weird. Yes, an episode of ER has to make you come back next week. Because you have to come back next week. If you don't I, have to come back next week, we don't have to worry about making you want to come back next week. <laughs> why are you so fucking stupid? I have no idea why. I was, you I know, was the problem stricken when they said The that. problem with dogs is some people like cats. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't know if I can keep up with a cat or a dog. As much. You know, that I like, what I like pizza, about? but the thing is, sometimes I'd rather eat other foods. I think I should have a food that all, I always like to eat. And I just don't know if pizza can really hold up to the same thing like a sandwich what are what are we talking about that is ridiculous stupid people you no longer get to have opinions sorry it mean what was no, awesome no longer I what revoke, was awesome i revoke your ability to have opinions what was awesome because that was a critical like a, obviously that was a critical kind of like trying to find anything about the show that they disliked because the people who reviewed it in that review loved it like right. they said this show is amazing it's awesome there's a few things in the story and there's this whole weird thing about i don't know how it would make a transition to the commercial market but even they said at the end that they were nitpicking and that was like a weird kind of idea they had and that they thought it was refreshing that we don't have to fucking worry about the goddamn commercial market. Yeah. Um, listen, this is on Netflix. Like, stuff like this is going to make you want to keep Netflix. Oh, make you, definitely. I'm like waiting like until I have money again so I can get Netflix and finish watching this. Um, and I'm like already like, yeah, I want to get this on Blu-ray. I want to watch the director's commentary. Like, I, this is amazing. Also, just to go back to the actual show itself. Oh, yeah. I mean, n- um, not to get on the sidetrack. Right. I was just saying, stick um, with it if you don't like the yeah. pilot. It, it's awesome and well worth your it time. Is, it, is the, it is the best per- actual portrayal of media I have ever seen on oh, anything. Man. Like, the political angle, the thing is, like, in reality, because, um, like, if you want to break down, like, actual, you know, the reality of it, um, everybody in politics is playing, like, games, and whereas this, it's like, Kevin Spacey is so amazing, and everyone else is just, is not up to Kevin Spacey's game, there's just a lot more people that are more in the middle, <laughs> and not as many awesome Kevin Spaceys, because yeah. um, Space Dog is the man, but it's I will not say reality. That it does seem more like a more accurate portrayal of um, Washington than say like a West Wing. Oh, or absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like West Wing. It's the only the only unrealistic thing is like how much better Kevin Spacey is than everyone else. Oh yeah. But the the but the whole the news angle that is dead on amazing. They got it on point. Like and it's fucking so right. And it makes an awesome, I guess, kind of. I would almost say it does 
kind of tap into the whole recent thing of like WikiLinks or like the whole mm-hmm. media being able to like well, fuck it, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get those secrets and get them out because people need to know. And also, well, and also, there's just there's so much, especially because again, only watch the four episodes. Um, Dude, I cannot wait for you to finish. I watching know, this show. but there's so much. It's so much about access and like what that buys you, and you do shitty reporting for the sake of access, and that's the way our fucking media works, and that's why we don't have any good reporting coming from our you know our regular news outlets. Luckily, we have the internet. Thankfully, we have the internet. But yeah, guys, don't sleep on this. Got to get on this. Oh. One great. It's so great. I, you gotta get on it. It's wonderful. When you get on it, call us in and tell us what you think. Indeed. Tell us what you think about it. Yeah, I, I want more. I know they're thinking about doing a second season. They gotta do a second season. I'm because it's 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 adapted from a British series. Yes, which is interesting. Which I, I didn't know this. Blows my mind. Like I can't even imagine. Like because American politics are so different that I don't even know how this would work. So I want to I want to check that out at some point. Oh, dude. Yeah. Something else to get a little bit back on the storytelling thing really quick. Um. I do love, again, like this is on Netflix and it doesn't have the commercial aspect behind it to kind of propel it or put shackles on it. Mm. But British television has been doing that forever. Like, I love the fact that when we talk about The Office or like extras, those are six episodes. They tell the story they want to tell and they're done. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that America, like Netflix is allowing that more in a kind of from an American story standpoint or like, I guess, our type of Western storytelling. And the fact that we can get more episodes out of it, like in quality stuff. Yeah. I love that kind of hybriding that's happening. Yes. It's great. Guys, get on it. You got to get on this. You got to get on this. Just do it. Do it. It's the best. All right. Well, let's check in with our dear friend and compatriot, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Every week we uh, watch two shows, Mr. Belvedere and Saved by the Bell of College Years, and we each take turns summarizing the episode, hopefully as close to a minute as possible. Mm-hmm. Brad, this week, it falls to you to summarize Mr. Belvedere. Can you do it? I think, the, I, I, think I can. It's the question on all our minds. I can do this. All right. I believe in you, friend. I believe in me. The audience believes in you. I hope so. Do you need a moment? All right. When I say go, three, two, one, go. All right. It is the crush. Here's what's going on. George and Marsh are leaving town because they're the worst parents. Wesley T. wants to go camping in the backyard or the forest. He takes Belvedere. Antics happen. Belvedere talks in his sleep, pisses off Wesley. Wesley tries to get back at him. He's bitter. It all works out in the end. But the big story here, folks, is Sad Angela back in full form. Um, She goes to a concert with Kevin... And she has a little crush, and it's amazing. And Kevin's kind of confused, because like, oh, it's Angela. She's just 16. Hmm, maybe. I'm 18. That could happen. Um, she's throwing herself at him. He's confused, because he just wants to bang her, because she's super foxy and awesome. And <laughs> he's like, I don't know about this. This isn't right. Belvedere tries to talk him down. Um, she shows up into his bedroom, um, and is about to like hop in his bed, and he's like, "Listen, Angela, we can't do this. I just want, I just want to sleep with you." And she's like, "Oh, well, I would have done that, but nah. All right, that's the episode. One minute, two seconds. Good up. Well done. Good summary. I like that. Whoa, Brad. <laughs> I mean, we could see on the DVD." What was ahead of us? Absolutely. And when we saw Sad Angela in the room with Kevin, mm. we thought, with the title to crush, mm-hmm. 
I, guys, we've, we've been, been waiting for we've weeks. Been weeks of anticipation. This is the app we've all been waiting for. It didn't disappoint. Did not. Apparently, I think this had to have been shown out of order because also, yeah. um, Heather is just getting over Mono, which was two episodes ago. Yeah, and it comes out in the beginning of the episode. She's like, Mom, I want to go to the concert with Angela. And she's like, you're still getting over Mono. You still got it. That was two episodes ago. Like, in yeah. theory, that was weeks ago. So she got mono twice? Yeah. Also, she went. To, she was going to sneak out to see a concert with Angela last week. So how many concerts do these kids go to? I've, I mean, in the 80s, I guess that's just what you did because you didn't have the internet or YouTube. You just went to concerts all the time. You'd be surprised how many people, that's just what they do. So maybe they're... And they did work at a record store, so I guess that they're music nuts. But they're going to see... This week, it's Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> But uh, of course, Heather's just going over mono, so they won't they won't let her go. So who is that Angela going to go to this concert with? What options does she have, Mr. Oh. Butterfinger? Ah. She constantly calls Mr. Belvedere the wrong things. She has no other friends. No, <laughs> no friends. No. Her mom's doped up and doesn't know what's going on. It's no bonding there. Her mom doesn't even know what day it is. George and Marsha are going out of town on some right. romantic getaway, Ugh. flying away, leaving Belvedere in charge. Wesley T's a kid. Yeah. Wesley T's a child who wants to go camping. He's, yeah. Him and Belvedere have his thing going on. Belvedere won't step foot in a Huey. Yeah. Bob Goulet is busy touring. Yeah. Her dad. Who else could be? Oh, what about what about Kevin? Kevin can't get a date to save his life. Huh. Kevin can't get a date to save his life. Should San Angela go with him to the concert? Absolutely. Brad, that makes so much sense. Seriously. Kevin went through his black book twice, yeah. he tells Mr. Belvedere, because every girl's like, who is this? How did you get this number? No, I'm busy. Bye. Click. <laughs> Kevin, you called me 20 minutes ago. No. Click. Kevin, we went on a date with your parents and it weirded me out. No. <sighs> Click. <laughs> I, he can't. I don't even know why he has a black book. I, he needs to start. Kevin, I've got, I've got to watch my grandkids. I'm 40. <laughs> Look, what we had in that car that one time. Was special. So yeah, I, Kevin just can't get a date. It makes sense him and Sad Angel would, would eventually be put in each other's field of vision yes. romantically. Absolutely. It is very awkward watching Heather deal with the situation. It really is. Because you feel like, hmm, yikes. And it could just be us reading that into it, but there was a lot. I felt the actress was really, they told her the direction was, you love your brother, but you love your brother. Yeah, and you don't know how to you don't know how to feel comfortable with this. It was very, it was very weird, very weird. Kevin agrees. They go to the you know Huey Lewis's concert. Um, he, he you know he, he treats her better than most men treat her. Most men don't even stop the car. She has to jump out of the car on the way home. Don't understand that. I don't Angela, What's what's happening? What kind of gentleman are you dating? What's going on? Can they just not stop? Are they driving like a, a manual and don't understand? Like, if if I saw this, my parents are going to kill me. I can't get it started. I have no idea. Because they are. Like, she's 16. Like, she's a kid. So, I mean, right. other kids are just learning how to drive. So, maybe they don't know how the brakes work. I don't. Was this I before anti-lock brakes? I don't remember. It was 87. I, 87. It was a weird year. Might have been full, filmed in 86. Who knows? I don't. I have no clue. But bizarre. Bizarre. Like, that would have any bearing on the actual story and characters. Like, right. well, it takes place in 86. Huh. Well, does it, Alex? I don't know. <laughs> Alex, how did brakes work? Did, now, how, what was the car? What were they doing? Was it Flintstones tech? Were they just running? <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? Because that would hurt her feet if they tried to Definitely. stop. And if Definitely. anything, that would be a gentleman's move. Like, look, don't don't mess with your feet. We're going to be fine. Don't worry, <laughs> those pretty little feet of yours. Just jump out. You'll be cool. Yeah, no clue. No clue. Tuck and roll. It's a mystery. It's a mystery, guys. We'll never be able to know the answer to these questions. So, yeah. 
She comes in, she's a little weird around Kevin, then she says like to uh, Heather, like, Heather will cook me up. Your brother's single, he's available, he's an older boy, I love him, I want to have his kids. Yeah. We soft paddle that. A lot of talk about having his children. Especially for her to be so naive later about the carnal desires of Kevin. I don't think she's that naive. Yeah. Me and Brad realized pretty quick, actually, later on that, okay, Santa Angela knows what's going on. Santa Angela definitely knows what's going on. So Heather is put in a very uncomfortable situation to over ice cream in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. These kids eat so much food when their parents are gone. Yeah. There's so many scenes of them just eating food. Super weird. She's going to take it to Kevin and be like, look, my friend likes you. I know that's weird. You probably don't like her. Just let her down easy. Huh. Santa Angela's into me, huh? Well, I know, but you're, you're an older boy. It doesn't, don't worry about it. All right. Well, you know, maybe you're right, Heather. I'm right. Break it off with her. Yikes. Before things get crazy. Yikes. Heather takes the ice cream upstairs. She does stand really close to him when she's talking about it. Yeah, she does. And she does eat the ice cream weird. Yeah. I'm just saying. Stuff's going on. Stuff's going on. Drums. Drums. Let's jump out and talk about Belvedere oh, yeah, and West yeah. for a taste. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, did, I was so captivated by the actual story oh, taking yeah, yeah, place. Yeah. I forgot about this side. Yeah. Part. So um, Wesley T wants to go camping in the backyard, supposedly. Um... <laughs> also the wilderness, which... Yeah, um, Belvedere agrees to it. Not, he doesn't really want to. So he's trying to make Wesley's life really hard by making him gather like tons of sticks and build a fire with rubbing two sticks together and all the hard work that would go into a really oh, yeah. boring camping trip. And also all the nutrition that a, a starved campsite would need because he uses roots and herbs and earthworms to make a stew, which Wesley T. actually likes, much to Belvedere's chagrin, I guess. I... Yeah. So eventually uh, they camp down for the night. They're going to sleep. In the middle of the night, Belvedere starts talking in his sleep. And he's talking about being at Yalta with Churchill and FDR and Stalin. And then Wesley T.'s like, hey, Belvedere, shut up. <laughs> Go to sleep. It, dude. And then, and then in his dream, Belvedere's like, what, Wesley T., what are you doing at Yalta? You haven't been born yet. Get out of here, you awful gutter snipe, whatever. <laughs> Makes, making fun of him as usual. Wesley T. takes offense. He's like, what the fuck? You're, what, are you going to talk about shit about me in your sleep? Hmm. This must be how you really feel. <laughs> it's hurting my feelings. Because to this point, he always just assumed that it was, you know... It was playful banter. Yeah, exactly. It was a back and forth. It was a loving admonishment. But no, now he realizes that Belvedere thinks he's an annoying little brat. Because <laughs> he's crazy. We all know kids like to pick on other kids if they have affections for them. They right. don't know what else to do because right. they only live on a very kind of... They don't understand all the nuances that a, an adult can have. A full human experience shatters his worldview. Definitely. So he's he's pissy for the rest of the yeah, next yeah. day. He's like, well, this is terrible. Eventually, uh, he gets back at him the next night. When he's asleep, he pretends to be talking in his sleep and is making fun of Belvedere. Calling him like, horrible names. Belvedere wakes up. He's like, Wesley, you're talking in your sleep. What's going on? Not asleep. <laughs> Which is hilarious. I also want to question why they have the tent open at night, especially when we hear coyotes in the background. And- what? Where are they? Is, is their house like next to a forest? Because we never, whenever we go outside, we get that weird kind of like quasi tiny yard mm-hmm. where the Huffnagels are right across the fence. Right. Um, it's just big enough to bury dead animals or even alive animals in a con. Um, or for them just to look at the stars or something. We don't see this weird campground, like the nature yeah. reserve that exists in Pennsylvania or Pittsburgh it's, that they're at. It is bizarre. I mean, granted. I mean, you could live close to, like, a bit of wooded area. True. Well, if we want to go with 
I guess, context clues of the show. They live by a mall, not too far from there, because mm-hmm. Belvedere was dropped off by there episodes ago. Right. Seasons ago. So we can assume that if it's a mall mall, like in the 80s, it's in the suburbs. So they're right. probably in the outskirts of Pittsburgh. But I mean, like at the same time, I mean, like um, my house when I grew up was like right next to the color barrier yeah. in Bemis, Tennessee, um, where there was just a giant wooded area that segregated the white population <laughs> from the black. And the things that happened in that barrier, Brad, over the history of Bemis, yeah. we may never know. And there was, there, I mean, there was enough woods for, like, you know, like, like I was, sometimes deer would be in our front yard. Nice. So, I mean, there was wilderness very close to my house. I mean, all of us enjoyed that, especially in Tennessee. Um, I will say, once we got Google Maps and realized that it wasn't as wilderness as we thought it was. Right. Um, even in Cincinnati, some parts of that, where I right. see deer all the time. When you really look at it, it's like, how do these deer get here? Yeah. Like, are they refugees from you don't, the actual forest? Like, what is this? You don't need that much wilderness to actually, to for this to be possible. But, but it still seems like they are in the middle of the forest. Yeah. How else is he getting these giant rocks to put around the fire to contain it? I don't How's know. How's he getting this much firewood? Because he has know. stacks of it. How do you start a fire by rubbing two sticks together? That's like, a bigger question to ask. Because, man, I know as a kid I tried that a billion times. Of course. That shit's nearly impossible. It really is. Like, nobody actually rubbing two sticks together like that has ever really started a fire. Oh, it's yeah. It's practically impossible. Well, it's also, I think it's just like, um, because you're really supposed to, like, fashion some kind of, like, I guess, string with the sticks so that it it's, yeah, and, like, can move and super like, fast, and then you use and... another log and kindling. Yeah. Which, as a kid, you never think about that. Right. But Wesley Teague knows how to do it, which lends, I guess, evidence to his genius, even as a child. And, obviously, he, he may have an affinity for fire because he can start it with two sticks true or he's a fire starter Mm. Mm. didn't think about that one Ah, see oh didn't think about that context clues (laughs) 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 I'm sorry so Belvedere and Wesley come to an understanding look we both get on each other's nerves. That's just life. But we really enjoy each other. That's cool. Wesley buys this. And is like, all right, that's cool, Mr. Belvedere. Um, Belvedere's like, yeah, have a, have a good sleep, you pesky little rat. And Wesley's like, you too, blubber Belvedere or something. Like, they're all like, yeah. Eh. So that's that. Back to oh, sad man. Angela and Kevin. Oh, guys. So Kevin is feeling, you know, very conflicted about this. Angela's hanging around uh, around the house much more because she feels Heather needs her. Yeah, right. <laughs> she calls Mr. Belvedere by his real name for once. She's all just because she's not feeling herself. You no. know, she's, uh, something's just changed her. See, it's a clever ploy for her to get closer to Belvedere and this get closer to Kevin because she knows Belvedere runs the house. Yeah, I mean, we all know at this point we know that Angela's smart. Maybe not so sad after all. Hmm. San Angela's, More savvy Angela. Savvy Angela is wearing all kinds of weird clothes during all this. At one point, she's wearing kind of like a uh, Pentecostal, like, um, very long denim skirt thing, yeah. but with, like, this weird belt and pink sweater. Her hair is also kind of uh, rivaling Marsha's in the fact that it gets pretty high on her head, but it, it works for her. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. more of a, like the teased absolutely. 80s look, yeah. and not just a weird mullet thing that Marsha pushes. San Angela keeps coming up to Kevin, like, what's up? How's about it? Did you get the poem I left you that I taped over the toilet so you wouldn't you wouldn't have to see it first thing in the morning? Hmm. Yeah, I got it. It was kind of weird. But he's still a little interested because how could you not be, Kevin? She is throwing herself at him. And she's, she's blowing awesome. him kisses as she leaves the room. She's taking an interest in what he likes. This this is the She's best. looking good, Fright. This is the best opportunity Kevin has had in the run of this show. Exactly. I don't know what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's weird. 
I don't know what Belvedere tries to talk about. He's like, Belvedere, he's like, Kevin, look. What do you what do you have in she's 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 an airhead. You don't have anything interesting in her. She would like you could tell her anything and she would probably believe it or and or do it. And Kevin's like, That's huh. a positive. I kinda never thought of that. Hmm. Wait a minute. That sounds Also before that, she brought it to she brought it to Kevin and was like, Kevin, why can't we be together? Just tell me why. And Kevin's like, Well you're you're younger than me. She's like, I'm sixteen and he's like, Oh really? Hmm. Wait, just six oh sixteen, huh? Hmm. All right. All right. But, I mean, you're my sister's friend. I've known you since you were 10 years old. To me, you're that girl in pigtails and braces. Long pause, looks him in the eyes and says, I got the braces off. Smiles. Feet from him. Kevin's heart. He gets this weird twitch. Well, okay, I say his heart. Who knows what it actually is. Kevin gets this weird twitch, this nervous twitch. (laughs) And he's like, oh, oh boy. Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go outside and stir paint. Okay. Don't yeah. know why you have to stir the paint. I... By stir paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 80s had different code names for things. Yeah. I didn't know this. I no. didn't know this. You gotta stir some I gotta paint. go stir some paint by myself and think about why we can't be together. In my room. What? Never mind. <laughs> things escalate. Kevin goes on a date because his parents are out of town. He brings this girl home. This girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's older than him. By she might good go to the pit. Years. Yeah, she came out. She crawled out of the pit. <laughs> she looks rough. Roof. Two years in the pit will do a lot to you. Roof. <laughs> Yikes! I love that you bark like a fucking dog. Did you see her? Did you see her? What was her hair? I just love that. Like she was roof. Like that ugly, that weird. She did have kind of a poodle look going for her hair. She was dressed like we say, fifty-year-old woman. She was more dressed and had the stylings of a fifty-year-old woman. I, though she was definitely old. She the, was definitely oh yeah, thirty. Yeah. The closest thing in my mind that I could equate to her attire, which is different than everyone else's in the shows, mm-hmm. is either something off of like a weird um, pre-warp civilization in Star Trek. <laughs> or, do you remember that Beauty and the Beast television show from the 80s? Yes. Okay, where Sarah Connor I, yeah. <laughs> I wore those weird outfits. Mm-hmm. She wore that. She had like this weird, like, it wasn't leather. It was just some kind of weird jacket. Yeah. But that weird kind of fabric. Yeah. And like a weird skirt thing. And like, it wasn't working for her. It was a nightmare. It was weird. It was a nightmare. And she was only getting Kevin because she wanted a history paper from him. Yeah. So she he brings her into the house all, you know, to themselves. She's like, hey, where's that history paper you promised? And he's like, here it is. You got a C on this? I thought you got an A. Well, if I told you you got an A, you wouldn't come in, right? She's like, all right. So she starts to kiss him. Like, this is a this is a not right transaction at all. No. A C? Well, all right. Meanwhile, San Angela, like, she's, she, she wants you. She wants to be there. Unlike this woman that's... You have this... You're having this weird transaction going on. A shitty paper... Um, and you get to, like, apparently bang it out with this old bra. <laughs> Sad Angela rolls downstairs. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this bullshit? What a pretty picture, Kevin. Shit. Oh, Sad Angela. You know, I was I was slaving over a hot stove, making you your favorite meal of macaroni and cheese with Velveeta. <laughs> Name what is, brand. What is brand she, loyal. Brand loyal. What has she done for you? What has she done for you? And, willingly. And this girl's like, who the fuck is this, Kevin? Oh, this is my sister's little friend. No big deal. This, this is Savvy Angela. This Just is don't. Savvy Angela. Don't worry about it. Is that all she is? She's like a kid, Kevin. This is weird. But then, like, this girl's, like, making fun of her. It's like, well, um, just talking about her, like, being young and stuff. And I'm like, um, 
Listen, I know you're like 65 years old. <laughs> But Kevin is eighteen. Like it makes more sense for him to be with with a girl that's n- near the same you know decade he was born. Oh yeah, definitely same maturity level. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. So she she never really attacks Kevin. Yeah. Except when she she leaves and says something like, I can't remember exactly what she says, but it is kind of a weird like. Oh, I, I guess you're into younger girls or something. Yeah, have fun at the Disney movies. I, I think it's know. past her bedtime, Kevin. I should leave. You should go tuck her in. Yeah, go tuck her in. Yeah, okay, thanks. Sounds good, good plan. Hey, I'll take that paper back later. <laughs> so Kevin's like, damn it, Angela, you blew it. She's gonna blow it. Oh, she, she, she looks <laughs> oh, at him for sorry. a second and is like, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. And then there's like a weird, almost saved by the bell, like, ooh. Which is uncharacteristic of Belvedere, but you know, whatever. True. They're experimenting. Hey, it happens. And Kevin's like, woo, gotta go stir some paint. And he's gone. Um, but then it immediately segues to him at night. Yeah. And um, it's dark. He's in his room by himself. I think, I thought there were two beds in the room because he has like a <laughs> weird like twin bed. And I was like, is he in Heather's room? What the fuck is happening? Sometimes things happen. Brad and I theorized um, that Heather was in his room and then like, because there was some commotion, like some movement. So when right. someone opened the door, who said Angela coming in. Mm-hmm. That he was like, fuck, someone's going to the room. Quick, get out of the 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 get Really? Hey. Those new? What's that? What's not oh, that? This is just my, this is just my <laughs> 90, my new... What, 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 why wouldn't I be wearing this? If I wasn't wearing this, I'd be completely naked. Whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then we get another one. <laughs> Kevin's shutters, as it were? I think he just whispered paint. And you're like, Kevin, what's going on? <laughs> and she's even like, are you all right? He's like, gosh, just my shoulders are a little tense. She's like, let me work that out for you. And Kevin's like, oh, no, 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 I'm he's not... no, he doesn't even say shoulders. He's just like, oh, sorry, my mu- my muscles get a little tense sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, well, let me work that out for you. Whoa, whoa. This is Mr. Belvedere, the television show. Some pain is about to be stirred. Whoa. So Kevin finally comes in. He's like, Angela, stop. Look, I'm Listen. gonna go to the other side of the room. Um, and try to avoid some... this premature ejaculation. <laughs> Look, I like you a lot. She's like, you do? Hold up. Wait a minute. I like you, but listen, as an 18-year-old boy, my I'd like my intentions to be pure, but I'm a kid. I have more carnal desires. I would feel like I'd be taking advantage of you because all I really want to do, as Brad so well puts it, is bang it out. You have to understand. You have to understand that, right, Angela? And she kind of stops for a second, and then is like, "Oh, oh, okay." Now, what happens next kind of boggles my mind, only because I know what should happen next, I guess. Mm-hmm. But Angela plays a different card, which is very interesting, because <laughs> Kevin laid it out and is like, "Look." I'm down to have like a physical thing, but we're young, and that's all we do. I I would assume. I, right. We can play at adult emotions and stuff, but we're children. And and she's like, oh wow, Cause, but the, she plays it so cool, and such she's such a savvy Angela. This is savvy Angela at her prime. Like, long con. This is the long con. Long yes. con. Uh, <laughs> she looks at the camera and says something about power, and then looks back at Kevin. You see, what you don't realize. <laughs> Is it often where you play dumb, but true power, real power, is knowing how to control someone with their basest instincts <laughs> and using that for your advantage to cash in later. 
I'll play my card when it's time. That's power. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is bizarre. I was like, I'm like, it's so weird. San Angelo. Why you? When did you turn into space dog? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but she's like, wow, huh? Well, I guess it's nice knowing that somebody would 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 be interested in me in that way. But uh, I understand. Gives him kiss on the cheek and rolls on out of there. And uh, Kevin has another shudder, as it were. So much paint got stirred that weekend. Guys, time out. I have to say because I keep thinking about Jared Renfro. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, is it, so, is it normal? Ah. She didn't even touch it. Jeez. <laughs> she didn't even touch well, it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, Jared, that's... Well, is there something wrong with it? No. Well, Jared, is she? Well, there might. Well, there's something wrong, but you. Ish. You. I mean, it's a common thing for men your age, and by men I mean boys. But look, boy, hit the gall of stirring paint. It's fine. It's cool. But she didn't even touch. Well, Jared, keep that on the DL. Don't be yelling that. Don't be saying that in the middle of the classroom. Just relax. It's. I was going to cut this out of the show, but I think we need to leave it in. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because. I was. I, we may have talked about this on the show before. I think we might have. Um, but this guy, that was a complete moron. The guy that I eventually would beat up. <laughs> yes. Um, we were in class, and he's like, "Guys, I need to ask you something." My girlfriend Jamie was over the other day, and all of a sudden, like, I just started coming. She didn't even touch me. Is there something wrong? And we're laughing hysterically because <laughs> who else was in this conversation? <laughs> Lummox. Really? Miles was there, yes. Of course, that makes sense. And, oh, gosh, somebody, like, some random people. I want to say, like, maybe George Connor. <laughs> it was also just, makes sense. Yeah, it was a lot of people laughing at Jared and him actually being genuinely afraid because he had had a premature orgasm. Hey, a you know, bizarrely, class, <laughs> a bizarrely I... premature orgasm. She walked in the room. She didn't even touch it. She was across. I think she might have supernatural powers. <laughs> What? Okay. Comedy um, gold. I, but also, just to go back for a second to that moment when Angela was like, oh, well, she never really says that she's not game. She's no. just like, oh, so that's what it is. You must have had some weird feelings for me to just come in here with nothing on except for my, you know, nightgown. Again, stating nothing on underneath it. Just willing to get in your bed and do anything, I guess. Wow, that must have been tough and weird for you. And it's like, Angela, what are you doing? Okay, Sammy Angela. So again, she never says, you know what? I'm not down for this. She just kind of lets it linger. Like, all right, well, I'll kiss you on the cheek. Good night. I understand. Goodbye. <laughs> she never takes anything off the table. No. And that's awesome. So I think she's almost like, all right, Kevin. Well, it's your move. Like, yeah. obviously, I'm cool with this. Kevin can't do it. Kevin's like, eh. No. It's weird. Uh, we get Belladier writing in his journal at the campsite later. And he's like, Kevin uh, spent the next few hours in the shower for some reason. <laughs> Stirring paint. Also, there's a moment when George and Marsha get back, which I love that they're absent during most of this episode. Yes. And uh, George and Marsha are like, hey, what's up? Well, George is like, hey, kitten, what's up? Because uh, Heather's finally better for Mono. She's like, oh, nothing much. And she pretty much lays out the entire story we told you guys, yeah. uh, including the whole nightgown situation and being in Kevin's room. And the parents look at each other like, oh, boy. Ooh. All right. And then they quantum leap. (laughs) 
So, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Though I do want to say really quick, there was, like we said earlier, there's a lot of talk of people having Kevin's children. Yeah. Like when Angela tries to get that other girl, the mm -hmm. older woman, out of the grandma. house. Grandma. <laughs> Kevin's grandma date out of the house. She says, I want to have Kevin's children. Do you want to have Kevin's children? And she's like, not tonight. <laughs> Again, not taking it off the table. Just like, not tonight. I, but that's mentioned so many times. Yeah. And I think even Heather says it to the adults, which is pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much Mr. So Belvedere. It's a space dog power play. Yeah, it really is. Uh, other than, like, while he's writing in his journal, enjoying the great outdoors for more, because um, Wesley T can't handle the outdoors anymore. He doesn't have his VCR, his television, which he thought camping was about, whatever. Um, the coyotes and, like, all this crazy noise starts happening. Belvedere's like, quiet! And everything goes silent. And it's like, all right, sweet. It's weird you have the picture of the queen out here by the fire, but okay. Mr. Belvedere has the doesn't the weirding module anymore. He is the queen's outsider. And that's when Belvedere gets interesting. I can't wait for the next episode. I, seriously. Cannot wait for the next episode. Cannot. Brad, who won and who lost in this? Who? who uh, Angela won. Easily Angela Savvy won. Savvy Angela. Leaps and bounds Angela's won. Definitely. Who lost? Hmm. <sighs> Kevin. <laughs> Come on. Kevin lost. Kevin man. lost. Kevin just can't get a break. Yeah. I mean, he's his own worst en enemy. I mean, Definitely. Belvedere... I don't know. I wasn't sure if Belvedere was trying to get Kevin to not go after Angela or if he was trying to get him to go after Angela. Mm. Because of the way that he's phrased that, or like told him, like, look, you're an 18-year-old kid with sexual desires. This young 16-year-old gorgeous girl would easily do whatever you want. <laughs> Did I just say that out loud? I mean, obviously, he's letting Kevin make his own decisions. Like, right, right, right. This is obviously something weird about this. I, well, not really weird because they're both kids. Yeah. But at the same time, um, there is a weird kind of dynamic as far as like taking advantage of someone, which we know Angela is intelligent and not being taken right, advantage of at exactly. this point. So oh, Belvedere I, is at least letting Kevin know. I think look. Belvedere is more worried about the dynamic between the love triangle mm, with, with true. Heather. And like that's going to make things complicated. Also, sadly, Angela taking advantage of Kevin. Mm -hmm. Who knows where that might true. go. So true. Belvedere is just letting, making sure Kevin knows what's up. Defo. But Kevin definitely lost. Oh. Easily. Easily. He's so, such a loser. He's going out with girls his own age, in quotation marks, Ooh. meaning older, older women. Yeah. Pushing 30. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see how future episodes of Belvedere handle this, because we know Angela's coming back. Definitely. They gotta have another thing. Oh. I want to see Angela go to... Um, I want to see uh, Kevin go to Angela's prom or something. Oh, well, you know he's going to have to take Heather to the prom because something crazy is going to happen. Oh. Because that's like a classic sitch in that where like, well, I'm older, I can have everyone to go to the dance with. We'll take your older brother. Will you have me? Sure. I mean, that's a classic kind of story oh, thing. Yes, oh, dude. Gonna, can't wait to get to those prom apps. Is that Angela going to be Cinderella? Because I know there's a Cinderella app way in the future. What if she's Cinderella? Hmm. Oh, Santa Angela. What's your future hold? <laughs> That Goulet Angela spinoff is like the worst crime. I look for nights, guys. We're gonna bring it back. Defo. All right. Well, let's check in with those wacky kids and their old man RA on Save the Bell, the college years. Alex, you have the amazing task of summarizing a little episode called Professor Zach. My best to do it in a minute. All right, you ready for this? I'm, yeah, I'm going to wing it. Hope the force is strong with you, and you will go in three, two, one, go. Um, uh, things are troubling in the Galactic Empire. Uh, this week, um, the Chancellor's daughter uh, rolls up into the archaeology class that everyone loves. Zack can barely pay attention to it. Um, but she confuses Zack 
for the arth- uh, um, anthropology teacher. Zach plays this like a professional. He reads all the books. He gets this girl's attention. She lo- she falls in love with him. Twist part. Uh, Chancellor Palpatine, the you know, chancellor of the university, will not allow uh, teachers to date students, even though Zach is pulling one over on this girl. Um, Zach eventually kind of gets his teacher in trouble, but then she, uh, because she's going to take it to the chancellor. Um, but then doesn't him and the uh, teacher become bonded more? And then Zach ends up uh, impersonating the chancellor later. It gets weird. We, we don't know sure where that's going to go, but we'll see what happens in episode seven. Um, so, but the other story to this is... Uh, Mike is trying to con the girls getting a big screen television <laughs> so that he can watch sports while the girls can watch their 90210 Melrose Place thing or whatever. They try to make a bet to who can make the most money either selling uh, male um, scantily clad themed calendars to the student body or lame chocolate bars. Um, Mike obviously loses with the chocolate bars. He sells $300 worth. The girls sell... $2,500. They only need 2000 They cut Mike out of the television deal. They still get the television anyway. Um, there's some weird things about Slater and Zach. Not Slater and Zach. Uh, Slater and uh, Screech. Um, but it, it's not really worth mentioning. And that's Saved by the Bell. <laughs> One minute, 42 <laughs> seconds. Jesus. <laughs> that was amazing to watch you struggling. This thing happens and uh... I mean I would say it's because I'm mildly sick. Like I, I was sure, diagnosed sure. with strep throat. I'm not contagious now, I've been taking antibiotics, but I'm still not I'm still a little under the weather. But I mean this happens all the time. I should have stopped and collected my thoughts. This is a rule number one for me now. Mm-hmm. Don't wing anything. <laughs> Best be definitely premeditate that shit. You gotta plan it out like space dog. Gotta do it. Alright. What an app. First of all, I don't know if we mentioned this last time that uh, um that Professor Bugs Bunny was around. I don't remember his name. Lasky. That's really what tripped me up in the Lasky. Yeah. Because I couldn't remember, so I had to think of, well, what did he teach? It's anthropology, but meh. I don't know if we mentioned this about him before, but he is the lead guy from The Last Exorcism. Really? Yeah. Huh. No, I did not know that. Yeah. He's actually gone on to have a successful career, even though he did not know how to act in 1994. No. Um... Or he was doing lines of coke before he went into he, acting. Yeah, he was he was from the Robin Williams school of acting. And teaching, not even teaching, really. No, more prop comedy, really. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Anthropology slash Improv 101. Because the first thing, the scene opens with them in anthropology class. Zach is listening to um, a book on tape. Do you remember what it was? Um, Surely you remember who was actually reading it, but Joey Lawrence was reading an yes. Emily Dickinson book, I think. But I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was something for his English class. I cannot remember what it was. For the next class. Yeah. So the professor asks Zach a question, and Zach doesn't hear it, and he goes, here, like he just assumes he's asking whether he's, he's there or not. Um, but he's teaching them about culture, in a way, like, and tool use. So he says, hey, kids, when we were back, like, 200 million years ago in caves, the cavemen times, um... First off, dog, we were on the Sahara during those times. We weren't really cavemen. What? Yeah. What do you know about anthropology, dog? But anyway, writers. he's like, what was the one tool people would use? Anybody. Anybody. And of course, well, no, he didn't even say tool. He said, like, uh, what, what was their main appliance? Like, he is just the worst. I mean, not even like hypothetically or theoretical because that wasn't their main appliance, but whatever. Yeah. Screech rolls out, a rock? 
Exactly. And then he pulls <laughs> out of nowhere like a magician. Whoa! And then he's like doing all kinds of wacky antics. It was their thigh master. It was it was for tenderizing the meat. I'm a genie. I'm a racist caricature. The thigh master was a little bit too much. That's what yeah. I've been like, all right. Because Call the meat tenderizer, the weapon, but then he puts it between his legs, like up in his crotch, and he yeah. says, the thigh master. And no, dude. Um, that's when he realized that primetime children's television may not have been the route to go. And yeah. that's probably why Say by the Bell got canceled. But anyway, Zach's still out of it. The teacher asks to see him after class because he constantly says, here, when he asks about him, but whatever. Um, there's an awkward moment because we all know that the teacher has a little thing for Zach, where Zach grabs the notes off of Alex's desk. Because he's like, oh, you've been taking notes, though, Zach. You, you've been listening? Zach's like, oh, yeah, 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 I've been listening. He's like, all right. Well, what do your notes say? Read them back to me. He's, he grabs Alex's notes and is like, um, uh, Professor Lasky has the cutest little behind. <laughs> oh, Zach, I need you to help me stir some paint after class. <laughs> what? And then, of course, immediately the dunna. Standing at the edge of tomorrow. Dunna. So not only was he the the lead guy in Last Exorcism, oh. he was also in uh, Atlas Shrugged Two, oh. um, which I was. I also noticed this um, while watching. I did a little IMDb research. Atlas Shrugged Two has a completely different cast than Atlas Shrugged Part One. Apparently, they had to recast everything. Hmm. So uh, Part Two, he takes over playing the role of James Taggart. Hmm. Ah, that may be worth watching at some point. I am like, I am so curious to watch that fucking those fucking movies. I want to watch them back to back. I bet one is way better than the other, but they're still probably not that good. I they can't. And there's be. less much you can do with Atlas Shrugged anyway. I mean, it's an interesting story, but yeah, it's. I don't think it would translate very well to film, especially not in modern day. <laughs> like it's of its time. Ah, I don't know, man. Bizarre, but yeah, this dude gets all kinds of work, which is crazy because he's so awful. <laughs> Speaking of work, um, he works over Zach when he comes in his office like, Zach, what are you doing? Don't blow this. Look, we had a, t- a, a weird thing earlier in this semester, but now you're back. Zach's like, well, listen. And Zach's like, Donnelly was like, listen, I thought we were friends, you know? And he's like, whoa. No, I'm your professor. I'm not your friend. That's weird. Which props to him, I guess. Yeah, that's a little weird. Um, Lassie has to leave because they're towing his um, scooter. Right. Okay, Lasky, whatever. Oh, you're the worst. Girl walks in. Super foxy. Zach, who's like, man, I'm going to have to stay here while Lasky's, oh, hello. Looking good. Defo. Looking real good for these early 90s episodes. Yes. Are you Professor Lasky? I'm, I'm here to talk to him about his book. I love his work. Zach spikes the camera with his god powers. Right. Oh, am I Professor Lasky? Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Bring it. How can I help you? She is disturbingly smitten with immediately. She loves his intellect. She loves his writing. What would it take to get in your class? Courses are full presently, but I can put in some time with you for some extra credit later. More or less. Zach is pretending to be his teacher. I guess he leaves and Lasky just has to eventually comes back for the scooter. It's weird that he would ask a student to stay there. Yeah. Um, so that sets Zach off the slippery slope of impersonating someone. Right. Um, now to the other side story. Oh, this... So for whatever reason, for the common room, um, Wall of Acting Rogers is trying to talk them into, like, getting a big screen TV. It'll make so much sense, Brad. Get these kids with their parents' money, that Romney money, right. to buy a big screen television, and then they can all enjoy it. I, I can't I can't stop thinking about how sad it is that this grown-ass man that had a career and is now, like, an RA at this shitty fake college, <laughs> like... 
It's so... And he just he's just trying to talk kids into helping him buy a TV. And also, like, I'm thinking this is a 1994 big screen TV, and it costs $2,000. And I'm like, oh, God. You couldn't get me to take one of those things for $2. It's too big. It's too heavy. It's gross. It's like w- rear projection. Yeah. It's, it is gross is the word. It's all square. Like, oh, no thank you. No. Does it even do 3D? Does this even have, like, 2K, let alone 4K combined? What is this shit? Yeah. It's all they have. Yeah. I was actually surprised it only cost 2000 bucks. Like, well, we need to find $2,000. I was like, like, do you not just have that? Like, okay. Les- oh, Leslie Romney probably has that just in her checking account. Seriously. Like, more than that. Well, also, Leslie Romney. Um, who, okay, we got to talk about clothes for this episode, Oh, Alex. yes. What best dressed, worst dressed. Yeah, best, best dressed, worst, worst dressed. dressed. Uh, worst dressed is Leslie Romney. Oh, man. Looking like a Romney. I, I think the worst dress that she was in this whole episode was when, the first time we see her in this, where mm-hmm. she's wearing this weird kind of cardigan that's kind of showing part of her midriff-ish. Is it? In certain points, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so what are you wearing under the cardigan? Just like a sports bra or something? Because, okay, whatever. Because it's also kind of low-cut, and we don't really see her wearing anything else. But then she has on these crazy baggy, almost like, um, really tight at the bottom, like a, like a small leg opening. But huge pleats and also just giant legs at the top. It's bad. They're a few steps away from pumpkin pants. It is a bad scene. It's bad. I mean, Kelly's not doing great either in that Belt buckle that isn't doing anything. Like, all white and then, like, uh, well, not even white. Like, off-white eggshell, like, thing. Like, a speed suit. <laughs> She's wearing a speed yeah. suit. And with, like, a big heart belt buckle. Looks like you could ho- you could hold stuff in it. I'm, I don't know what it's holding in it's, there. Maybe a makeup a kit. Maybe a. It's a nightmare. Maybe her pills. But Alex is on point. Alex may get the best dress of this episode. Screech definitely doesn't get it. None of the guys do. Fuck them. Yeah, they're all awful. Well, the the, the new girl, the chancellor's daughter. Oh, yes. She does come correct. And I would. Do you think she takes it over Alex in this episode? I don't, there's a character that shows up in the last scene that might just win it. Let's give it to her. All right, we'll get to her, but just be, let it be known, she is the winner. She's the best dressed of this episode. Best dressed, on point, defo. So, uh, yeah, so the scheme, they're like trying to figure out how to get money for this TV. Um, Mike Wall Rogers, Mike Wall of Acting Rogers says, let's sell candy bars. And the girls are like, no, that's stupid. We did that in high school. It was bullshit. Yeah. We had like chump change afterwards and six fat cheerleaders. We didn't have any cheerleading uniforms that would fit us anymore. Yeah. Before and after. Stupid idea. Though, let's be honest, in high school, they only had three cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. I, I was hoping they'd launch into, like, a crazier story. Like, well, we tried to sell candy bars for new uniforms. Zach ended up striking oil in the football field. And it was a very weird thing. We saved it. We killed the duck on accident. But we ended up making lots of money. And then Zach it messed it all up. Because we were buying stocks in class. And Zach sold our stocks at the wrong time. We all lost all of our money. And then the teacher, like, lost her retirement savings in the deal. It was very weird. Then Miss Bliss went away and we never saw her again. <laughs> It was it was a strange time. And which Mike would have been like, okay, uh, whatever. Too much, too much. So yeah, they're going to make like a calendar, but Leslie is against it because she thinks it's degrading to have anyone be in sexist poses, including men. Let's be honest, Leslie doesn't think that. Leslie's no. just spitting out what people tell her she really wants to. She Yeah. Throughout the whole episode, she's in it. Yeah. She loves it. So they're getting these photos. Slater volunteers like, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Well, just to make sure, Mike ends up trying to sell candy, and the girls do end up trying to make this calendar. Right. Slater's all about it until they go to his photo shoot, and then he gets, like, weirdly nervous and shy. I take off my shirt, but all these girls are staring at me like I'm a piece of meat. 
Because apparently they have like, hey, come see the the photo shoot for the calendar. You'll be able to buy like a weird press event. I don't know. It's it's weird. He takes his shirt off. He says something about Chicano. I don't understand. At this point, it's weird that he keeps bringing it up in the show. Um, why why are you all staring at my Chicano body? <laughs> AC Sanchez, thank you, thank huh. you. Um, Screech rolls in and thinks he's going to be a part of it because uh, Leslie did something like, well, no. if this isn't about exploiting men's bodies, then you'll let Screech be in it. First off, don't do that to Screech. That's almost mean in itself, Leslie. Yeah. But, but Screech rolls in and they're like, hmm, okay, I guess. It's the worst. It's just the worst. Uh, at one point, uh, Slater questions Kelly because Alex orders makeup because she's the photographer. Makeup! Kelly comes up like... Like an amateur trying to like just get up in his face. He's like, "Bitch, please! I know how makeup goes on. Don't worry about it." Um, I think I, I'm pretty sure that's. I, I think that's what he said. Yeah. Um, Leslie rolls in, just Google like ogling these men. I or googling, <laughs> googling them like just googling, <laughs> sitting there. Um, yeah. Um. So back to Zach. So he's he's on a date with this super foxy girl, and she's like, "Listen, I have to tell you something. I don't think you're gonna like it." I'm the Chancellor's daughter. Bum, 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 bum. There's a disturbance <laughs> in the force. What? And I know that you. I know that you're not allowed to date students, but I had to tell you. I didn't want you to get in trouble. And then Zach's like, "Oh, I'm fucked now." Shit. And not only is he fucked, his teacher is gonna get fucked. His his quote unquote friend. But how about this, Zach? How about you get fucked? <laughs> Okay. And then that douche teacher that's a really awful teacher not letting not giving you any actual knowledge and then he gets fired. I think this is a win-win situation. It really is. You bang the really hot girl that is the chancellor's daughter. Hmm. Talking about networking connections. Networking. Get at that dinner table. And you get rid of your awful teacher. I like this sitch. But no, Zach's like, "Oh, this is terrible. How am I going to I got to I got to figure this out. I got to come up with a wacky scheme." So he goes to Lasky and asks him, well, a lot of your students have crushes on you. How do you let them down? And then we have like a weird cut where Lasky tells him what to say. And then Zach's saying the speech. But she's like, I can't, you know, I can't believe that you're going to be so ethical. It's so great. I think you're such a great person to like say this and not want to, you know, jeopardize your career or your ethics or all kinds of bullshit. (laughs) And then she's like, listen, here's what's going to happen. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to go talk to my dad. And tell him that we're in love, and I'm gonna drop out of school so I can be with you. Ah! <laughs> Scary, terrifying. Scary, but she is looking foxy. She's looking good. So Zach's second, like, second, second best dressed. Okay. <laughs> so Zach's thinking, all right, I gotta get another. I gotta get a classic scheme now. Right. It's, got, it's gotta go. I gotta. We gotta go classic Saved by the Bell scheme and do a movie theater costume scheme. <laughs> <laughs> He tries to get Jesse involved, but she's at another university. Tried and true. Turtle can't get in contact, so he's got to he's got to go with Alex, his resident actress, and Screech, and Screech and Kelly. And Kelly, yeah. So we start off Screech. He's got he's got Screech coming with him, trying to nerd it up to Doing ruin his classic the date. Nerd thing. But uh, that backfires because Screech is the worst. They get laps full of popcorn, but she's like, you know, Zach told me you needed special care or special attention. And he's so like, oh, fine. you're such a great person. You should belong together. No, Screech, you dummy. Fuck. Um, who's waiting in the wings to come in? Um, Alex in full disguise. Cloaked out. For a second, I didn't register as her. I looked I at and said, that girl looks familiar. I guess she's about to come on, but how is she going to... Well, fuck, that's Alex. <gasps> Secrets. Who's the best actress in this television, mm, this episode, Brad? It might just be... might just be Alex. 
So she rolls over and she's pretending to be Folasky's wife. Slapping him. It's like, I can't believe I was at home with the kids and you're out here canoodling and whatnot. And then the girl's like, oh my god, you have a wife? Ah! And then she starts to storm off. Well, then Kelly, not knowing that everything's been taken care of, comes on as Kelly a... was plan B. She planned C. Oh, yes, because um, plan B would have... Plan B would have... <laughs> because Kelly comes in with a, a faux stomach as though she is pregnant. Um, and she slaps Zach. But the girl's already gone. He doesn't need to be slapped. He gets slapped a lot. He, there's a lot of slapping. Slapstick. He gets slapped by her. He falls into an older woman's lap. He comes up and looks at her for a second like, wait a minute. Do I... Slaps Slap. him and he goes down the stairs. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Like, uh, good old Chevy Chase pratfall. Hmm. So uh, that's dealt with, I guess. Or is it? Um, so the next day, Zach goes to Lasky. He's like, listen, um, I got to tell you about this crazy thing that happened because you need to know. doesn't need to know. No. About that time, Lasky gets a phone call from the Chancellor. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> Someone's going to get force choked. <laughs> um, he's like, what are, uh, and he's like, "What? Are, your daughter? I don't. I've never. What are you talking about? This is. Uh, I'll be right there." And Zach's like, "Wait, wait. Let me tell you what I'm. Uh, so I pretended to be you to bang this really hot chick. Eeks, she's the chancellor's daughter. Zach. Well, what are you gonna do? Uh, they go to his office. Um, they work it all out. She's like, "Wait, I don't know this guy." Who's this? Where's Lasky? And then the Chancellor is bizarrely conciliatory. He's like, oh, well, someone was pretending to be you. I'm so sorry. This is a huge mistake. Would you like some candy? Guys, Mike has been peddling this candy this whole fucking episode. He's been forcing people to buy it. How many are you going to take? I don't really want any candy. You sure? I'll take six. I mean, 16. Don't hurt my family. <laughs> Let me just take all your money. Give me that. Yeah, he's like, this'll do. Here's some, hey, enjoy your candy. Hey, Luca Brazzi, calm it down with the candy sales. I think it's really admirable, I'm not admirable, but impressive that he got 300 people, like $300 from this. Definitely. Though he got it off of like two people, so. Um, the girls obviously sell disturbing amount more calendars than that. Just, let's just go ahead and settle that before I guess we settle the main story. Um, the girls have the photo shoot. They're looking through the photos. Leslie Romney gets her little nose in there. Um, Slater says, "Why you gotta, why you gotta exploit me like this? Why, <laughs> why you gotta, gotta exploit why, the Chicano people? Like why you gotta exploit this hot Chicano bod? I just don't feel comfortable with this." And Sharice is like, "Well, that's fine. You know, it, we just have to realize that we're gonna be ogled by women. It's gonna be great." Hold right there, Screech. Eeks. This is just like when those. I, it is just all almost like when um, the so fraternity yeah. uh, turned him down. Screech, we looked at your photos and they weren't quite what we wanted, so you're grunt. You're actually not in the calendar. Devastated. Cue the. Uh, was there's a lot of weird screaming in this episode? If we, my the audience is the going audience, crazy. Like I honestly, I believe that the audience for Saved by the Bell the college years are just drugged lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> they might be. They do not let them out of that studio, and they just give them a constant supply of varying hallucinogens. The first time the Chancellor's daughter says, wait, you're Lasky? And Zach spikes the camera, and we hear, ooh! It's like, why are you screaming? Like, Zach's going to be scheming again? Like, okay. Scheming! Oh! oh the same bell. Oh, plots I recognize! <laughs> So, um, well, someone's doing some scheming because Screech is really devastated. He's right. like, well, you know, I was deluded myself. I mean, who would ever? I mean, let's be honest. Um, Leslie says, wait a minute, Screech. I got an idea. I'm going to meddle. So she grabs a pair of scissors. Takes it to the raw. I, I'm assuming the only version of the negatives they have printed. I, Definitely. Um, 
cuts it up, basically superimposes Screet's face onto Slater's bod. Yeah. So he's in the magazine. Or, not the magazine. That's called yeah. That's called some 1994 Kinko's Photoshop technology. Which doesn't really Cut work. And paste. Because you can tell it's a Jacano body with a, with right. a Screech head. Yeah. Um... But I guess they sell all the calendars. I guess. And I guess Screech may get some action out of this. Who knows? Probably no. not, because it's not... If anything, people are going to be weirded out. Like, what? Okay. Yeah, it's super weird. But um, I guess the girls with the television. Mike gets devastated. He's not going to be able to watch television as much, because I think they make it clear, like, Mike... Listen, we raised all the money. You got chump change. We're going to be watching some Melrose 90210 whatevs, and you will be waiting to watch your football games. You're a grown-ass like, man by your own television. Mike's like, hey... I get it. It was a fun ride. It was a good competition, a good sport. See you guys later. Whatever, Mike. Awful. So we're in the Chancellor's office. Yeah. Um, the Everything seems to be cleared up. The Chancellor's very conciliatory to Lasky. And then Zach rolls in. Listen, listen, let me just explain. It's already been settled, Zach. Shut your mouth. Zach reveals, I was the one pretending to be Lasky. I was the one dating your daughter. This is all because of me and my scheming. And the Chancellor's like, what the fuck? I'm going to... I'm, don't worry. Don't worry, Professor Lasky. I will throw the book at this student. For what? I, is pretending to be a professor like uh, like uh, 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 a felony or something? It would be if he tried to do other things like change grades or like actually do something that might be detrimental. Right. All he did was try to get with the chancellor's daughter by lying to her. And who is not trying to get with the chancellor's daughter? Because she's mad foxy. She's she's a looker. Definitely. Um, and I mean... If we're going to be completely honest, I've read studies, or we've heard studies before, about when people meet for the first time, a lot of people lie sometimes about who yeah. they are. Zach's not doing anything different. People are liars. Hey, Twister, remember when I said I was Lasky? I'm actually Zach Morris. Like, people will lie to you in a heartbeat. Listen, I'm just saying, if Kevin Spacey had been in this situation, <laughs> like, he would have handled it masterfully. But instead, we got these yahoos. Well, Zach's still learning. I mean, he's a young <sighs> god. Um... So, but imagine that godlike power with the with the thinking and the critical insight of Kevin Spacey. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's when you get House of Cards. Hmm. Quite, quite literally, because he is a Zach Morris. Yeah. Um. <laughs> now I want to cross over where Zach Morris and Kevin Spacey are actually father and son. <gasps> yes. Let's that write this fanfiction. That would be really awesome. Somebody write this fanfiction, please. Man, nights cannot come fast enough. But seriously. So, this Chancellor's daughter throws herself at the real Lasky. Mm-hmm. And Chancellor hurries her out of the room like, God damn it, no. Look, let's go, I'm going to go show you some schools in Ohio. I'm like going to send you to Oklahoma Women's College. Yeah. Um, Why did I say Ohio? Because we, it's right across the river. I, I'm sorry. O's. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Go lock, go lock your, your daughter up in a cloister, you weird, old-fashioned, gross Chancellor. Palpatine. Send her out on an archaeological dig. Like, let her get out there. See what the world's like. Let her bang somebody. Let, like, her, have is... some, let her have sex. Who cares? She's like... an adult. You're gross. You're disgusting. It's old-fashioned. Ugh. Sexism. No use for it. You think Zach got any action during the whole time they were together? I don't think so. Probably not. There wasn't time. Yeah, it was only probably good. Yeah, yeah even Zach. Yeah. Just curious, I... Yeah. I didn't think um, so. But. but so, for whatever reason, everybody kind of leaves the Chancellor's office, but Zach's still in the room for a second. Which we all know when Zach's left alone in a room, we've seen this episode, trouble will happen. Indeed. So, um, knock at the door, Super Foxy. Who is it other than 
This episode's best dressed. Best dressed. Best dressed walks in the door. Super attractive Asian girl in an mm-hmm. amazing, amazing ensemble. Beautiful outfit. Uh, rolls in is like, oh, are you the chancellor? Zach looks at the camera. Woo-hoo! Ah, I'm not gonna do it again. <laughs> Stupid Zach fucking do it. Do, care. do it. Do it. Do it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you only live once, you stupid child. Are you the chancellor? I might be the George you're looking for. I mean, he could have gone throughout anything. Seriously. Come on. I do love that the chancellor came up again in this episode so we could keep the Star Wars yes. thing going. Because that's almost... Guys, that's not a lie. That's not like... She's actually Chancellor's daughter. Zach actually is portraying Emperor Palpatine, or Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah. So, uh, who won and who lost? Oh, man, that's a good question. I want to say maybe Kelly and Alex won because they got their they got mad money mm-hmm. and they didn't get exploited True. during the whole episode. They actually commanded some power. Yeah. And they did something, you know, to raise money. And Who lost? Well, are, are we are agreeing that they can win together? Like, can you do a team Yes, up? I'll say yes. Yeah. Yeah. The team, the the photography. Wait, okay, I'm going to let's Let's give it to Alex because she was better dressed than Kelly. Exactly. Good so. point, good point. Alex, better dressed than Kelly. Yeah, she won. This episode was totally hers. But who lost? Everybody. I think Mike probably lost the worst, though. Because Zach got off. Mm-hmm. Um, the teacher got off. Yeah. If anything, him and Zach's relationship is tighter. Because mm-hmm. um, I think they do say, like, look, you can call me a friend now. We've been in enough schemes. <sighs> Just call me your friend other than Professor at school. Yeah. Um, Screech lost because he's not fooling anyone in that calendar. No. Slater lost because he's not getting any cred for that Hachikano bod. True. And plus he's... But he's banging Alex. Well, is he? He yeah. seemed really timid around those girls. And we he has... I don't know. Maybe he's maybe wanting to explore his homosexuality if, well, if that exists. Well, of course. I mean... He's really... College, make it your own, Slater. Leslie Romney... I mean, she loses all the time, but yeah. she's not really losing in this she's episode. She's a loser. She's more of a meddler, yeah. Yeah. And losers don't necessarily mean you're I think Mike, lose. Yeah, I think Mike, Mike got to lose. Mike busted his ass and extorted, maybe called in some favors to sell as much candy as possible and was only able to sell $300 worth. These girls came up and with again, an idea and exploited people yeah. and got 2000 plus in a matter of days. And again... He's a grown man living in a dorm. Trying to con these young girls into buying him a television to use. And he can't even do that properly. Mike. It's just sad. Mike, you lost, man. You lost you again. Lost. Like, Get I'm, I'm glad you got to hook up with uh, that woman last episode, but I, I think that may be your, your your high point. I mean, that didn't last long. There's only so long, you know. There's a reason he's using him to, for his body. Yeah, anyway. there's a reason he's going to want to sit down on the couch and watch some TV. He's got a lot of time to fill. Dude, I, I was glad that Mike didn't come get wrangled into the uh, the hot bods calendar because that would have been awkward. Yeah, because I'm man. sure the audience instead of going like woo, I think Slater would have been like woo. Uh, a little giant man. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the app. That's the app, guys. I, I look forward to seeing what else the college years have in store for us. I, it was interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Always a pleasure. Uh, feel free to um, give us any feedback you would like. There's multiple avenues to do that in. Um, you can phone us. Brad, do you know what the phone number is off the top of your head? It's 206-339-5894. Nice. 
Let me get that memorized. Do we have any voicemails this week? We do. I know we had a problem with voicemails for a minute. We did. And we now had like some. Recovered. We had some weird things. Some things went to voicemail. I mean, went to a spam that shouldn't have gone to. So. Hey, Ram Jack. This is Kelly. Um. So in the last recent episode, you guys are talking about feeling. Well, it just so happens that about a month ago, a couple of my coworkers from my jobs were fired for stealing. And these aren't like you know. I don't work with, like, children. I work with people who are, at least legally, adults. And they stole, and they were stealing money from the register. I thought that was a fun way to antidote my way into an episode. All right, I'll see you later. Bye. That's straight up thievery. Whoa. Kelly, thanks for your call. Indeed. That is, like, whoa. That is real theft. I know I I used to work at a a clothing store called The Buckle uh, in my youth. Um, after my stint at Chick-fil-A, praise him. But at one point, someone was stealing money from the register. And it was awkward. It was like, well, who's doing this? But guys, wow. Stealing. Just petty theft. Yeah. Craziness. I wonder what causes someone... I mean, obviously, desperate times or, like, I guess for a thrill, if, if you're a thief, what would cause you to, to resort to a life of crime like that? But are people not aware that surely you can't keep something up like that? Like... If you were smart, that's like a one-off thing. Like, yeah, that's why would you continue to do that? Oh, I, I took a, I took a tenner from the register. I'm gonna take a fifty this time. Well, you get away yeah, with, you get away with it one get time. Yeah. yeah, like you you would do it once and then stop. But you get cocky though. You'd be like, oh, I got away with it. Piece of cake. There's some more money in there. Hmm. My old roommate, um, her parents owned a restaurant, and it turns out that for a year or two, they weren't getting all the money deposited. Because the people who were like the, the cook or whatever of their restaurant, who was in business with the owner, which was my friend's father, um, instead of depositing the money, like the cash they made every day, mm-hmm. he would just deposit the cash into his own bank account, like a side bank account. So they only made money, granted a lot of money, off the credit card transactions. And they didn't realize until like they started to do taxes, like, well, wait a minute. Wow. And they got away with it for a year. And granted, they eventually went to prison and jail <laughs> because they were found out. But the audacity, like, who thinks you could get away with that even, like, but to do it for the course of a year and make, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars is insane. Just saying. People steal. People are crazy. People, adults will steal. You give them a chance and they'll do it. Fools Dummies. are crazy. Got another voicemail. Hello, this is... It's me. <laughs> it's John Perkinsack. So this past Wednesday was Ash Wednesday for the Catholic faith. And seeing as I was raised Catholic, you would think Jonathan knows about that. He probably grew up, you know, he went to Sunday school his entire life from age, you know, from the kindergarten age to age 18. You should probably know about Ash Wednesday and the fact that Catholics put ash on their face and walk around all day with just this sooty, molten, smoky ash on their face. And the fact is, I completely forget about it every year because I don't even know if I did that as a kid. But that's not really, that's only one part of this overall religious voicemail I'm leaving. So that's weird. It's also weird when people say they're giving up things for Lent and it's clear that they're not Catholic. They weren't raised. They didn't convert. They're not Catholic. So why are they saying, I'm going to give up soda. I'm going to give up chocolate for Lent. Aren't you just basically saying that your New Year's resolutions failed and now you want to have another go at it in February? You're really weird. Just, if you want to give up soda, 
stop drinking soda. Stop using the calendar as an excuse to get your life together. Just get your life together. So, I, and then, and I, I've talked about this, I think, on, on an episode that was, maybe I subbed in for Alex one time, but I think I talked about my grandfather's funeral and the fact that in the service, a little Catholic altar boy shook up a golden box of bells. It wasn't even a box, it was like just gold plating around the bells so that you couldn't see them and he shook it on his knees. That was very strange. The fact that there were hieroglyphics around, it was like a proscenium arch theater and the arch was hieroglyphics. And one of the uh, pictographs, if you will, was a green blob with one eye unblinking holding an Egyptian rod, like a curled Egyptian rod staff. And I remember being so freaked out by that. That's so weird. A golden box of bells and then just a, an unblinking green slimer blob staring at you with his Egyptian rod. Right. Please just discuss everything I've just mentioned. Bye. <laughs> was Jonathan's grandfather the Ark of the Covenant? Like, I don't even understand. Was, was this a cult? Are you sure there was Catholic? I mean... The Ashwind Day thing will always be hilarious to me. so fucking... I remember being in Target stupid. walking by and then, like, doing a double take to these this father and uh, daughter... And I thought, are they okay? Oh, wait, this is Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, no. Now, Brad, I know you were never religious as a child. But right. I, I remember getting the, the little ash cross on my forehead. Ugh. But now as an adult, walking downtown, seeing them, I'm just like, all right, dumb-dumb, dumb-dumb, dumb-dumb. Seriously, it's... <laughs> like, it's a, it's a wonderful warning sign for me to be like, all right, well, you're lost to um, <sighs> religion. It's... Fair enough. Why? Just why? Now... As much as I also agree with Jonathan in the fact that it's it's sad that we have to um, leverage the calendar to to exercise any amount of willpower, mm-hmm. I, apparently in 2013 for people, at least it's something that gets people to try to do it. Um, I guess. But yeah, just own up. Just if you don't want to, if you want to stop doing something, just stop doing it. Just uh, stop doing stop doing things that you want to do for stupid reasons. Yeah, you don't. God doesn't care what you do because God doesn't wheel. Yeah. Um, Surprise! But you're real. The people around you are real. The 15 people who love you are real. Mm-hmm. Do it for you. Do it for them if you want. I mean, yeah. but really do it for you. I will say that this. When I was young, I gave up soda for Lent, and I was a Methodist, so I, that's a Protestant um, denomination of Christianity. Um, which, looking back, is weird because Catholics are really only people who should do that. I think Protestants. It was just a weird artifact of uh, religion's weird. But I gave up soda for a very long time until I became diabetic because it's one of the only things we can drink liberally that's sugar-free that has a variety in tastes. It's like, all right, well, all right, I guess this is all I have, um, and certain things just don't taste that good. Um, but it's interesting that Jonathan brings up all those points. Indeed. Uh, so I was trying my damnedest to find, John, for a sec here, another Laura, another Laura Winsett column, uh, if we remember, uh, which of course I do because uh, I, I clipped the original column. Uh, I uh, I don't know if you just heard the the ringing of my text alert. Maybe you did. So anyway, in any case, I found another Laura Winsett column. I've been asking my parents to clip them and send them to me from Owensboro, but in the meantime, I found this one from, it looks like December 9th, 2000, and it's another Christmas one. And for some reason, the byline is Laura Skillman, not Laura Winsett. I feel like, I, I don't know, but it's, it's clearly her because she talks about her daughter, Beth. And if you thought Beth was a bitch in the column I read, from this most recent Christmas, she was even worse in the year 2000 because there are some interactions here that are just 
Creep to go. <laughs> scheming. Skillman the scheming. Scheming with Luther Creep to get rid of Christmas? Hmm. Father New Year Creep? That's all kinds of bonkers. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah that's going to be yeah. a treat. We should have Jonathan on the show again soon, right? Definitely. I want to get the updates. Um, but, guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack and all your calls. You can also email us if you'd like. There's an email address ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. Um, Get us up on Twitter at Ramjack Podcast. That Facebook group, guys, I love it. It's the best. It's, it's awesome. You guys are beautiful. We we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, get on that. Definitely. I made some shocking discoveries about Douglas Pembroke <laughs> and my favorite childhood show, TLC's uh, Great Books. It's also the, the first place that you will see a new episode posted Indeed. before it actually, I guess, hits your feed. If you just want to refresh it, it's a wonderful. It's a wonderful tool if you like Ramjack. Indeed. And you know, like having fun times. Uh, I think that's it. Other than like, find us on iTunes and subscribe. Yes. Leave those reviews. Leave those reviews. It's been a while, people. Drop some reviews if you haven't done it, and lots of you have not. <laughs> Guilt. And as Savvy Angela said to Kevin Owens, Put Put your number in my phone! (laughs) Oh, my mother was frightened by a shotgun, they say. That's why I'm such a wonderful shot. I'd be out in the cactus and I'd practice all day. And now tell me what have I got? I'm quick on the trigger with targets not much bigger than a pinpoint of number one. But my score
a gal that he's fine. 